Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome back to Always Almost There, a Goose podcast series on We Move Through Stormy Weather. My name is Sweet D. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian, a.k.a. B, a.k.a. Jive Goose. And I'm Neil. And I'm Kev. The five of us here today uh, to talk about the first three shows of Dripfield Summer Tour. And one of our own, uh, Mr. Neil here, is going to start us off and talk about his own experience attending the shows in person at Westville. Wow. Uh, yeah, man, it was it was a hell of a time. My brother and I went down to those shows and stayed at a, a sweet Airbnb, like right on Wooster Street, if I'm pronouncing that right, where all the good pizza places are, and uh, ate, a, ate a ton of pizza and saw a lot of goose and dodged a lot of rain. Uh, um you know, night one, I think I dressed pretty inappropriately and wore like <laughs> boots Ooh, and a no rain wonder. jacket. What, what kind uh, of underwear? Appropriately, we talking uh, here. Yeah. And oh no, yeah, it was awful. Answer, sure. It was awful. I, I was like, I was dressed like it was going to pour rain, and then it didn't really rain at all. And uh, so, like, I was just like sweating to death like the whole entire <laughs> show. But it was like, you know, it was a good time. It was a fun show. Saw a lot of people, which was like pretty awesome. Um, it's always good to kind of see a Goose hometown show because a lot of familiar faces are there. A lot of people traveled for that show, so it was really How good. How was the and, vibe? Were people excited to be back? You know what? Like, night one vibe was, like, weird. Like, it was, it was like, not many people, like, who were really into the music to kind of start off. It just seemed like, you know, it was just, like, a big Connecticut party. <laughs> like, so, which, like, contrasts, like, pretty strongly, I think, with night two, which, like, folks were there for Goose, and and they were ready to to be into the music. So it was, like, very different vibes, like, each night. Night two was pretty great for me. Um, we didn't really have any rain, so that was super great. And then um, my high school buddy, who I, you know, been going to shows with since I was like 16 years old, came to his first goose show, and uh, his mind was blown. Uh, so that was pretty special. So yeah, overall, it's like a it's a pretty fun weekend. And then I, I was going to go to Boston Calling, but seeing how it's it's like just. 
15 minutes down the road for me, but uh, just didn't work out. So uh, yeah, man, it was, it was a hell of a time. Amazing. What's the, what, what's your favorite pizza? My favorite pizza is modern. Ooh, modern. That's yeah. It's, it's, it's actually far away from where all, where I was actually staying. I actually traveled to go to modern because I just like it so much. It's like a classic. I don't know if you're not from Connecticut, which is like where I grew up, this may be unfamiliar, but like, it's like pretty common. Like you go into a place, it has a bunch of booths, you drink beers like out of pitchers and you just eat pizza. And I think the rest of them kind of, I don't know. It's just not the same vibe. Modern just reminds me of the place that was in my hometown. So, all right. uh, I love it. And I go, I went there last year and yeah, I went this year. From pizza reviews to show reviews. Yeah, man, I got it all. Uh, Crazy. (laughs) Well, New Haven, I mean, obviously a lot of people do, do claim it, uh, the, the capital of pizza. So, Hey, you got a lot out there that I'm sure will be coming for that modern call. Yeah, no, it's, it's delicious. It's, it's, and like, you have to have it to understand why it's good. I don't know. Neil Yope? Yeah, Abitz. He's the, it's some, Abitz, some call him right? the jive goose of the east. Uh, <laughs> I've got Rex, uh, the, jive, the jive yelp uh, of the east. Who says that? We say uh, that. No <laughs> one. Knew. Literally some. no one ever. I just did, so that, that makes it. Let, let, let's start talking about these shows. Um, first set of the first night, May 27th at Westville. Atlas, Flowdown, Dr. Darkness, Pancakes, Seekers on the Ridge, Parts 1 and 2, and Hot Tea. Before we dive into the set, I do want to point out, Peter's got a new synth in his rig, uh, the Korg Monopoly. Uh, very excited to see him expanding. For more information on his keyboard rig, check out ryanstorm.substack.com. Got a full video breakdown with him from this past March, as well as details on everything in it. Uh, but they come rig rundown. Shout out rig rig rundown. <laughs> Shout out. Um, so they come out of the gate, uh, you know, absolutely blazing with this atlas. I was very surprised to see it jammed out in the manner that it was, and I really, you know, we haven't seen a lot of chatter about it since the run, which surprises me. But this is really good. You know, we haven't seen a lot of really extended jams out of covers this year. You know, the way it is got played once and had a great jam, but you know, I, I feel like I feel like we haven't had many since then. Um, I, I could be wrong, but th- this was a really, really nice surprise. Great guitar work from Rick and Peter. Um, just really enjoyable jam, I think. Sneaky shout for maybe jam of the weekend for some. Definitely. But we'll continue to discuss. Anyone else want to talk about the Atlas? Well, shoot, I'll, I'll jump yeah. in. Uh, why not? Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the Atlas is spectacular. It is one of the best jams of the weekend, if not the best jam of the weekend. I think a lot of us were surprised. I, I think I was surprised in the moment that this is like how they came out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, it was like almost disorienting. It was like, are they really going this hard to to start the show? And they certainly were. The bliss jam that they kind of land on in this Atlas is absolutely gorgeous. And yeah, I mean, like I'm a sucker for the, the goose bliss jam and they absolutely crushed it. It was like, you know, moderately like, the light was there. The, the sun was out to some degree. Um, it was light out and like, it was kind of perfect for the moment. You know, definitely good. Sun- Go ahead. Sunset. Vibe. No, just a good sunset mm-hmm. vibe on it. I agree. Yeah. Nice chew- sort of unsettling, right? Though I'd, I'd be curious. Like I could almost sense and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Neil, from the stream, like almost a little surprising recall, a little slow. Like, yes, the jam got to a great place. I almost look at these, the way that this set list, is why not f- flow down first, right? That sort of would have gotten the crowd maybe a little bit more there. Mm-hmm. 
do you feel like it was kind of a slower start? Just wondering. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and then it got great. Obviously. Yeah, so like maybe that's why they put the flow down where they did. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, because like it's funny because Atlas and Flowdown are kind of two like pretty historic common openers, right? I think if you want to like add up like pretty common openers, like Flowdown would be one time to flee Atlas. Not for a very long time, but there was a time where they would open with it a bunch. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. Like probably, I didn't look at a set list from that night, or maybe I did, and I just don't remember. But maybe that was their thought. Like you know, kind of just get out there and, and space it out, and then like get folks dancing, which kind of makes sense because right, they just went right to Doctor Darkness after that. So like you're kind of you know speeding it up, slowing it down like a little bit. Yeah, and, and it's interesting you mentioned, you know, opening, you know, not going for something that they generally open with more nowadays, like Flea. And I think this Atlas Jam really touched on a lot of themes that you see in a Time to Flea Jam. And I was listening to it earlier today, and I kept thinking yeah. to myself, like, I'm, I'm waiting for them to drop into the Flea ending. And so I think that's a really, it's a really cool vibe, you know, also hearing that style of jam with Peter on guitar instead of keys, which he plays in Flea. Yeah, so he I, does some like pretty cool. cool soloing in that. Um, that was like mm-hmm. one of the, the first things I wrote in my notes about that show, was I really liked his guitar work. Um, and then, you know, he did the, uh, he did like that kind of strat tone thing that I love. And he did it actually a bunch over the course of this weekend, where like, you know, it almost it almost sounds like um, Smooth Criminal. Like he's got that like tone, like just yeah. dialed in perfectly to that sound. Yeah, the... It's that's the flea. I just was captivated with the Ryan's comment about flea. I got a note here too. Yeah, like twelve minute mark, they kind of um, find this great space. Den- just gently settles beautifully, you know. Gent- gentle bed, gentle bed of piano, of, uh, bed. sonic waves. <laughs> yeah, gentle beds. But it, but it did. It was literally like they just took another jam out of it. It's not. I'm not saying they repackaged a flea jam, but f- sort of settled in those spaces of a the typical sunset sort of sets we've seen from them lately, whether it's Suwani with the flea and, you know, yeah, a lot of parallels. It's a good point. Yeah. And then, so like moving on, like the pancakes was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like the the jam that they kind of landed on um, right at about like the 1230 mark. Rick introduces kind of this theme that's like reminiscent of sneaking Sally through the alley, but not quite. I, I think yeah. a bunch of people around me kind of heard it where they kind of do the, like the dun, dun, and not the dun, 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 dun part. I don't know. Just a um, you know, just a two note descending riff. Yeah, it's like a two note descending riff. Um, and and that was pretty cool. And then it seemed like they really loved the riff. And then nobody kind of did anything with it, so they just ended the song, yeah, um, which is kind of a bummer because I, I thought that could have ended up somewhere really really cool. And then you know, kind of in keeping with this like sine wave of fast slow fast slow uh, on this set, you know, seekers one and two. Like, you know, Seekers is Seekers. It's it's always it's always Solid. great to see. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of ended on a high note with, with Hot Tea, which was, you know, the first of two teas on the weekend. And I don't know. I, I might have liked the second one better, but uh, this <laughs> tea. And I, I'll explain why later. That's so a, I, the, I know that's a controversial statement, but. Yeah. The thing about this tea for me is. You know, I think it's another one, you you know, you mentioned in the pancakes, they come upon this riff and then nobody really, you know, took it to the next level there. And I think in this tea, you know, they get into this cool groove and then they just kind of sit in the cool groove and don't really change anything about it for a while. And so, it, yep. you know, it tends to be or fall a little bit flat. And I, I think, you know, they've really been trying 
they've been trying really hard with hot tea this year, I think. And, you know, even going back to like late last year, um, I think there's a conscious effort to try to extend it in, you know, in cool ways. And I think more often than not, it ends up being kind of predictable. You know, like when you hear that opening riff, it's like, okay, we're going to get a very solid groove, but it's not really anything unexpected. So, you know, I, I think we're definitely going to talk a little bit later about songs that have been kind of coming in and out of the rotation and then picking what we're not expecting. And so I think, you know, T has kind of remained in this like two to four show rotation or so. And so, it, you know, it's interesting to look at, you know, how that continues to be very common where other formerly frequently played originals have kind of fallen off a little bit. Brian, you've been very quiet. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, Hey guys. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, just to, I, yeah, I'll, I'll add just a few things to this first set and then we can move on. Uh, I, I am a big fan of this Atlas. I thought it was possibly the best jam of the night or at least my favorite. And, and D, I, I did want to say too, yeah, I, you know, you hear those jams sometimes where it gets that flea kind of feel. And it's funny because for me, it's like when I'm listening, I'm, you're almost waiting for, for them to drop into the bam, 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 bam. You know what I mean? Just that, 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 that flea refrain coming out of the jams. Um, and, and I definitely heard that here and Neil, the, the Sally, you know, kind of, kind of vibes on the pancakes. I totally heard that. I was right there with you. Um, and that was really cool. Uh, definitely, definitely could have seen, uh, that turn into something really cool. If they just stuck with it. And then as far as the tea, yeah. Give me the 10 minute, just fire tea. Uh, yep. I think, I think mm-hmm. that's probably what, what, what I, what I prefer now. And, and the only other thing about tea that's kind of funny. So, so, I mean, you know, it is, it's at eight plays, which is, you know, right there with a, quite a few other songs at, at, at eight plays as kind of as, as the most played songs so far this year. But I always think back to last summer, uh, Kev, when when we did the the six shows, the 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 two in Wisconsin, the two in Montana, and then the two in Denver, and they played T it at each in each, each city. run, yeah, yeah, which was which was really weird because that there, and there might there might have only been. I'd have to look back. I don't think there were many repeats yeah. um, at all. They played drive yeah, on a two-show gap, which is interesting. But yeah, yeah. So, so, so anyway, yeah. I, uh, yeah. We'll talk about T again. We, we, you know, when we talk about Boston Calling, but, but yeah. I, I, I feel like I don't. I don't want to not want to see T. You know what I mean? That makes me feel sad inside. <laughs> but, but I want to. But I, yeah. And, and dude, encore that shit. You know what I mean? Give me a ten-minute you know, our nine minute T encore mm-hmm. I, that'll send the crowd or, home, quick, home happy. Yeah. Quick opener too. I like what, um, and they did it yeah. at, uh, um, uh, 420, right. And they, they opened with the yeah. T there. Yeah. 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 And a little shorter. I agree. Yeah. I made a comment and I was curious if you guys heard it too. Like, so I was looking at the written set list and they notated, they wanted to go flow down in to Dr. Darkness. I feel this was the yeah. first time that song missed kind of for me. It was, it, it started out of sort of an empty space, which didn't really work for it. Just felt kind of awkward. So hopefully we don't see that trend continue. I can see they tried to note it. Maybe it just didn't work out coming out of the flow, but just to come yeah, I, I think darkness. Dr. D, sounds darkness. Uh, yeah. I, I think it really benefits from that, you know, 
one or two minutes of like angry space jam that they've done the majority of times that it's mm-hmm. been played uh this year i think yeah that sets the vibe for dr darkness you know you're able to like you know get into the mood but yeah i i agree d that it, it felt kind of awkward coming out of a more hard stop and then just but uh, just Kev, one more yeah. comment uh before we move into set two for uh this first show at westville always almost there wants to shout out kindness over muscular dystrophy yes. uh, the organization that uh goose partnered with over these two shows uh to donate some merch sales uh to help support the organization itself uh and they shouted out connor uh connor curran dedicated that hot tea uh to him and his family uh, and they have another friend, Will Kuhn, that's going to be there in Indianapolis that is also afflicted with muscular dystrophy. So thanks to Goose for, for everything they nice. do to, to support that great cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good good call out. Hell yeah. Yeah, hopefully more of that too. It's uh, it's nice to see, obviously. there. And just like we did a uh, bingo tour, right? Bingo tour, they did the um, the uh, kids' uh, musics sort of. I believe they, they donated some of that yes. funds too. So that's cool to see that they're working on it that. It is yeah. very nice. Let's move on to the second set. Very nice. All right, second set. So second set, we had Madavon, the, the most controversial song ever played. Uh, <laughs> Just <this> and then <laughs> uh, Creatures into kind of the end of Pancakes that we didn't Pancakes get in the first reprise? set. We're not calling no. it a reprise. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wisteria Lane uh, and then uh, SOS Closer. And, you know, like I'm going to preface this because like I think like a bunch of people listening – have heard us talk about Madavon a lot. I don't think Madavon was was the highlight of the night necessarily, but I, I think there was a section, a couple sections that were of note. There was like kind of at the eleven minute mark, they kind of Peter did this kind of chugging like metal riffage uh, that was pretty neat, but like nothing really to write home about. And then you know the last six minutes, I thought, and I've taken some heat for this. <laughs> <laughs> was like, you know, it was a really nice kind of like blissy yet high energy jam. Um, and there was a lot of emotion involved. Mm-hmm. Some people uh, lack emotion, so they might not have felt that way. But um, hey, hey, don't don't be mean to Brian. He, he can't so control his lack of emotion. So uh, I have a heart of stone. <laughs> Hearts of stone. Objective analysis only. So I enjoyed that. In the moment, uh, like I have to say, like attendance bias, bias is strong on that one. I think a lot of people who were there really loved how that Madavon ended and then like pausing on Madavon and like, not like talking about the jam itself, but like Madavon is a set to opener. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. Like, Love it wow. In that slot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's and on paper, paper, the set. Yeah. And like way to come out the gate. Um, that is an amazing, amazing uh, way to kind of jump out. And then creatures was like, great. You know, it's, 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 it's creatures. And Peter did some really awesome vintage vibe work. In that creatures and the Korg, uh, man, mm-hmm. the Korg really, really in these first two, you know, he yeah. was he was on it a little bit on guitar, uh, or, or while he was playing guitar in Madavan. Um, and you know, I think the loops that he was triggering there, different to the Nord synth that he has, mm-hmm. uh, that he has, oh uh, yeah, he has been his only in the past. The Korg kind of produces a sharper sound, I think. So it, it gives a very different. Uh, feel to the jam and what he's using it in. And I think it really, really accentuated uh, some of the builds in both of these jams and just, you know, the overall groove, especially, you know, he's been utilizing that, that glide function, which is the siren sound where it glides from mm-hmm. one note to the other. And he was doing a lot of that. And I, yeah. I, and like, I, I think great. this creatures was the first taste of like this psychedelic vibe that mm-hmm. like I got when I was there. Um, and I got it much more in night two. 
But this was like kind of the first taste of that in the show where like Peter's like, you know, kind of doing stuff with the Korg and then doing other stuff as well. Like sometimes he's playing guitar, sometimes he's playing piano. And so that happens in this preacher's jam where he kind of is doing some like synth loops and then starts playing the piano. And to me, it sounds a lot like the kind of, for lack of a, a better way to describe it, kind of like the the roses are free ish, like piano jam and the pine Creek. All I need. Um, so he introduces like that kind of like the dun, 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 on the piano. And that kind of leads into this really awesome return to the ending of pancakes. I want to preface this by saying this is not a Wolfman's brother jam. Wolf cakes. That is just the chord progression for pancakes, which also Arr. happens to be the chord progression for Wolfman's brother. Arr. So then transitioning into the ending of pancakes is not a wolfman's jam it is returning to the ending of pancakes ccp and then so you know that was awesome i like that was one of the more kind of like exciting things like being at the show i i think i kind of was doing some jumping and you know throwing my hands up in the air for that one and then were you waving them like you just don't care uh, i was (laughs) and so (laughs) thank god I think by this point, I was like probably pretty drunk. Um, so in any case, there was Wisteria, which like, I think when they started playing Wisteria, kind of after the psychedelic spaces that creatures went to, we were like, oh man, we're really in for it now. And that like, turns out didn't happen. It got pretty weird and like pretty psychedelic. There was a whole lot more synth in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they finished with SOS and like that brought the house down. Like people were, it just like, it totally, it, it grabbed everybody and brought them in. And, um, you know, I, we were talking kind of before, like in group chat about like Goose's emphasis on executing songs and based on Rick's interview with a Cleveland, I think, newspaper ahead mm-hmm. of Legend Mike Valley. McMahon. Mike McMahon. Yeah. And thank you, Mike. It, yeah. And, and this was like a really good example of them going out there and just like perfectly executing one of their songs and just absolutely banging it. Like it's not it's not a song that you want to go and listen to for the jams. But like it, it killed. And like um, my brother left the show saying like, that was my favorite part of the show. Um, and not for the jams, but just for like the vibe uh, in that tune. Yeah. He said the SOS. Yeah. The SOS. Yep. Yeah. It's a ripping song live. Yeah. It is. I, it, it, it I have a different opinion of it after seeing it live. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And, and it's like one of those things I think you got to be there for to, to get the, the, the real vibe. But, uh, and then, you know, they ended the show with Rockdale and like Rockdale, as an encore is incredible. Uh, like Honest question. Is there a bad place for Rockdale? No. no. I mean, you can play it out anywhere. of spirit of the dark horse. Right. In new Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one. Amen. Amen. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's, that's set two there. Uh, hell of a set two on paper. I still think it's like a pretty good set too. Very solid. Uh, like they didn't knock our socks off with jams, but like if you're talking about executing songs and ec- executing them well, um, I, I think that's what happened in that show. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. I want to echo your sentiment on SOS. I mean, it kills live, and I think it works really, really well as a second set closer. You know, just euphoric peak after euphoric peak. Would love to see it pop up in this slot more often. Yeah, I'll, let me jump in, Neil, because I know you and I were having a lot of fun with this Matavam. Yeah. And uh, yeah. 
a little bit. We all were. We all were. Let's not be <laughs> fun. Was had. So so yeah. I mean, first of all, you said it. I mean, second set Madivine opener. You know, you'd, everybody's going to feel that. And and it is a it, this look. First of all, every Madivine is awesome. You know, I, I think almost almost all fans can agree on that. Um, and I thought that the I I liked the the, the heavy metal, you know, riffage uh, as you called it. That that was definitely that was definitely cool and kind of kind of set set a nice um, you know different kind of texture or layer there that that, we're, that we don't usually hear. And it is a really strong ending. Uh, I just think you know when I'm when I am looking at things and I'm and I'm you know, ranking them or whatever, which, you know, maybe that's dumb anyway, but, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like there are some other really great Mandavans uh, from, from this year, even that I really like, I, I really like Bend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bend gets into some, yep. some really kind of spacey, you know, places and, you know, look for some people that's meandering and for other people it's, uh, Oh, it's patience. And, organic slow build whatever it is you know what i mean so it all comes down to personal preferences is the point right uh i also really liked royal look by the way i'll, I'll, I'll throw that out there as well um, that one was fun but no that it this had that this mad event has a strong ending uh you know no doubt about it and you guys laughed at me too i thought i feel a little a little of that plus 15 minute jam vibe from bingo tour and it's just that ascending just that that kind of ascending progression that they do kind of up i think it's around like 16 or 16 and a half minutes they start that really cool uh of the mad event that is they start that really cool kind of ascending progression that really kind of sets the the stage for that for that for that that build out b is that is that like um is, are you talking about the section of the 15 minute post synth jam out of the travelers yeah, yeah, the plus fifteen minute jam out of Travelers, and it's the very end of it. It's the, the very the end, very of it end. Is when yep, it, yeah. where Rick takes off. Yeah, because uh, yep. yep. cool. it was killing me when I was listening to that Madavan. That you know, I was trying to place it, and that might not be that they might do that in other places as well. But I, I was, I was, I, I was getting deja vu mm-hmm. big time when I was listening to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, good creatures like the the cool sounds that that Peter was making. It, it was a it, it was a really cool transition, you know. I mean, creatures just took a, a hard right turn at some point. I don't know what we, I don't have a timestamp, but, um, and I think we're all like, oh, wow, this is interesting. You know, what, what what's happening here? And, you know, about the wolf, about the wolf man's, you know, stuff, uh, all that talk and, you know, wolf cakes and all this stuff. Yes. So it's, and, and, and Ryan can speak to the, you know, to the music theory and, and the exact chord progression. It's obviously a very similar progression. It's the exact same to progression. Wolfman's brother. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, but, but what happens is normally in pancakes, it, it's a higher tempo than, than the, the, what we're used to today with a, with a funky, you know, Wolfman's jam. But so what was interesting about this one, and I think why so many people were calling it out is because. They, it was so low tempo coming out of that creatures jam mm-hmm. when they first went into the to the when the, when they finally transitioned over into the pancakes, you know slash Wolfman's progression, they were at a really nice slow funky tempo. Wolfcakes, and they did. I felt like they rode that out. I mean, de- definitely longer than normal, but yeah, they rode that out for a few minutes, and and I definitely was getting heavy Wolfman's vibes for sure. Um, really cool way to, to I, I thought to to refrain back and 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 finish it off. I thought that was really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
and then just real quickly, I'll wrap up my thoughts. Yeah, the wisteria. You know, D, you were. You know, everyone was talking about the. You know, the the, the article that just came out, and you know, Rick talking about. You know, we don't want to just jam for the sake of jamming, and and I'm I'm wildly paraphrasing, I think, but but kind of basically saying like, look, you know, we we like the idea of maybe having these well executed tight sets, you know, and yeah. when 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 inspiration strikes, you know, then Moving we're, we're yeah, we're happy to we're happy to kick down these these long jams, uh, which is really cool. So so you know, sometimes with this wisteria, I think it's really easy to be like, well, you know, wisteria, it's 14 minutes, you know, and. It didn't really develop or whatever, whatever. But, you know, I mean, hey, it's it's still a really cool song. It was a cool small jam. Um, so micro jam, you know, if it's you just, will. Yeah, it's just not going to it's just not going to we, we talk about this all the time. You know, not not every banger or whatever is going to is going to go deep every time. Mm-hmm. And, and but still a great song. And you said it. this set, it's not just on paper. Yeah, it looks great on paper, but it's also this is a, this is a really good set. You know, I had a hard time. Kind of figuring out which set two I like better. Actually, I, I think both of these set twos are really, really strong. Yep. SOS, great closer, and I agree with everything you said about Rockdale. Yeah, play that shit anywhere, anytime. <laughs> yeah. Worked out. Oh, yeah. Great encore. Yeah. Well, I mean, plus you talk. We talk about Wisteria, right? We we're saying we want a ten minute tea. We can, and there's a couple songs uh, the next night we're about to talk to talk about. Efficient. They can be twelve to fourteen minutes. One of our favorite jams at least consensus wise we've spoken of is the san francisco wisteria it's three and a half minutes longer than this one mm-hmm. right you know and it it, yep. it i think we can state it doesn't have to be 25 minutes long for sure but so, let me tell you, you know, it's good to a see. 24 minute wisteria like the one in dc That's mm. oh boy <laughs> <laughs> All right. oh only other item i wanted to state uh we saw the written set list probably would have been even cooler especially because of the ballad Madhavan creatures. Then it was supposed to be Rockdale, Wisteria. They took out Eurotian and an SOS closer still, and we would have gotten an escape encore. Come and on, and we didn't get the ocean oh, yeah. in any subsequent shows. I, I know. They I, I love the, the set as played. Kev, what do you got on on set two? Yeah, uh, actually, what I was going to do is transition us on. Uh, Beautiful. Tonight, night two here, right? Uh, Before we do that real quick, though, I want to give Ryan a shout out here. Uh, He got to write up a little review in Jambase for 6-1 Charleston. Uh, So give that a read. But moving on here to night two at Westville. In case you're wondering, that's that's for a different band. Um, It is for a different band. I appreciate the shout out. It's another animal yes. band. Uh, under the umbrella. Kind of, kind of off topic, really. But yeah. under the umbrella of the Young Ryan Media Conglomeration. This is true. Uh, well, now, now that you've Canadian brought it up, by the time this is out, I will have done a second one for uh, the Saturday Deer Woo! Creek show. So This uh, guy is going places. Check out those recaps. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to the second up. night. <laughs> yeah, night two, set one. Uh, very energetic drive opener. Uh, and then we are experiencing a whole bunch of down-tempo songs here. California Magic, Old Man's Boat, Turn Clouds into Honeybee. And then they leave us with some energy at the end of that set with Empress of Organos. Yeah, you know, for me, this is a, this is a, a good set. You know, I think you mentioned the down-tempo songs. You know, Drive, great opener. You know, not quite on the level as the last time they opened with it in Philly, but still really, really good 15 and a half minutes. As they do with Drive, you know, they really execute that jam well. Um, California Magic is a great first set song. You know, again, Neil talked about yesterday, uh, yesterday, in the previous show, 
about the vibe with the the sun going down still being partial daylight. I think California Magic uh, works in that slot. But then, you know, following it up with Old Man's Boat, Turn Clouds and Honeybee, which are all more down-tempo songs, you know, you start to see a little bit of a, you know, a, a more, again, a more down-tempo vibe, I guess. Um, but not really what you may be looking for in a whole set. Still really good, uh, you know, and there's no such thing as a bad old man's boat jam. I absolutely love that groove. Uh, you know, Peter did some nice synth action in there, if I remember correctly. And then this Empress set closer is really unique because it's the first time we've seen Peter uh, use his guitar during the jam, which he did at the beginning. Um, I'd love to see that happen more. You know, we in, in the last couple of years, especially, we've seen a lot of songs where Peter was traditionally on guitar, either for the song part in the case of Western Sun or just in the jams that he now plays on keyboards more frequently. So something like Creatures, um, which used to be a guitar jam song, is now predominantly keyboards. So I think it would be really cool to see more go the other way. Songs that he normally takes on keys, maybe he jumps on guitar for a little while. You know, I think there was some really cool uh, stuff going on with him uh, at the beginning of this Empress Jam. Um, and I would love to see that happen again in a more expanded capacity. Yeah, I mean, I like the drive opener, obviously. I mean, I like I like that song so much. And yeah, just a good, you know, a good kind of mid-length, you know, drive, get get the party started. Um, I'm a huge, I, you know, I've said this many times. I'm a huge California Magic fan. I think it's, I, I mean, out of the Father John Misty covers, I'd say this is my favorite. <laughs> oh, um, man. <laughs> yes, thank you. Seriously. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, you know, I mean, it's just Magic Boat, Clouds, Honeybee. I, I don't dislike any of these songs. I just felt like there there needed to be, a, we needed a little more pep. And I, I guess, Neil, I'd ask you that, like, in the venue, I mean, did, did it suck the energy out a little bit? Or did you feel like live at the venue, set, this set rolled along nicely and had energy? Well, I'll say this. The smoking section was full at Westville for, like, a good <laughs> chunk of the set. And, uh, you know, I, I think folks came to party night two. And, like, that party just was not happening in this first set. Uh, you know, Empress kind of, like, brought us all back. But like, if you think about like California Magic and then Old Man's Boat, which I think in terms of Old Man's Boat, that was probably like the most kind of straight ahead version of Old Man's Boat you're ever going to get. Has been. Yeah. yeah it was. Um, and then like Turn Clouds was like, was pretty good and like, you know, had some energy to it. But then they like kind of went back down again to like Honey Bee. Shout out to Kirsten Wintergreen, uh, Quality News. Oh, yeah. yeah right. Quality News 3. <laughs> he's, he's after that Juice Quality interview. <laughs> Uh, he was juicing on that was incredible so like to answer your question jive like that first set like i I think it a lot of people checked out in that first set and i'm not gonna lie like i I made some trips to some different places uh during that first set like merch um i did well yeah that was like (laughs) night two uh sorry kev uh did you go back to your car i did not go back to my car Um, are you doing drugs uh i was not doing drugs But, uh, yeah, man, it like vibe was, was not high in that set. Like, I, I think unlike there, Neil, there were a lot of people on the floor, like who just like, weren't like into the music. So I actually moved up into the stands, uh, for Empress and I'm glad that I did that Empress kind of did bring folks back in, you know, there was like a, a pretty hilarious part in that Empress Oh yeah, where like, you know, Peter's like out there, like on his guitar when he normally wouldn't be on his guitar. Like Ryan was saying, 
And then Rick kind of does the like, like the like thing that he does in Empress to like kind of like kick back into the jam where like normally Peter's on the keys and Peter, like, and you guys can probably speak to this better because you saw it on the stream. Yeah. Like just about shit his pants. (laughs) He like jumped and ran back to the keys. uh, At least from like where I was sitting and like we were, we were, we were laughing hysterically during that part. And, you know, I, I think that moment is, is pretty cool. Like, they're out there and they're having fun with the music. Like it's not a business to them. Like they're out there, you know, fucking with each other, really, you know? Um, And I I think that's like an amazing thing. And it's one of the reasons why I love this band, like shit's still fresh to them. And like, they just want to like mess around with each other. Right. Like it doesn't have to be like, you know, a business, I guess. Uh, So I, I enjoyed that part. And then Peter being out there on guitar during Empress for a big chunk of it. Again, there was like that smooth, criminal kind of guitar vibe thing which like i just eat that up um it's incredible we got an mj fan here uh yeah man so you know like uh it's not a bad way to end the set but like yeah no to answer your question like the the air came out of the tires in that set there there's no way to there are no two ways about it for sure that's okay we gotta call him like we see him right yep um shall we move into set two did anyone have any other I thought the Empress did have, um, I mentioned it to you guys earlier, but if anybody wants um, another example of the new synth um, and, and sort of that higher screech, like Ryan spoke to right as they leave the the jam kind of um, 12 to 12 and a half, 1230 to like 13 minutes, um, big release from Peter. It's pretty cool. I really like caught my ear when I was re-listening and uh, it just is an example of some of the different sounds. And I think highlighted cooler spaces because they're trying to do stuff something different with songs as we've seen so actually it was a good good I, use no i'm glad you mentioned that i i don't know if it was at 12 minutes or if it was before that but did you guys catch that tease nope it was actually about it was actually at about three minutes it was dif- it was a divided sky pause tease oh, so oh, i think they did it the next night too didn't they they also may have yes yeah, right. You know what? It, Man, it, I love when it, they it do happens. That. It's a good. And then Fish closed the set with it last night. Coincidence? I don't I think, think so. No. Yeah. No, definitely not. Well, I'll say one last thing about yeah. this set. Oh, Goose. Go Goose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, which is like, uh, if they're going to play Old Man's Boat, like commit to that 2021 jam. Like, just do it. Like, and, and jam the shit out of it. Like, yeah. Um, it, it's such it, a it's nice great jam. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. It, like it's an amazing jam. jam, and and yeah. like I feel like yeah. they could have gone a little bit harder on that one, and it may have changed the set a little bit. It may have changed the vibe in the. Just set throw the ten minutes from Turn Clouds into Boat. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yep, you're at, for so sure, twenty three minute Boat in the middle of the first set. I would not complain. That's what it was almost missing too. Yeah, the first set, like, both yeah, nights yeah. were kind of missing. Like the bigger, expl- and like we said, maybe that's there wasn't the space for it. I could see it, but I would I say know. the first night, you know, we we had the Atlas, and that was a really really great. Yep. Jam. But yeah. yes, I I agree, I agree. Second set, second set beat. Second set, okay. So they came out and opened with Straight Burden. Oh, I'm sorry, Red Bird. It's a lifestyle. When it's time, we got a. When it's time, <laughs> when it's time, when it's I'm not time, doing it. When it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, do you, no, well, no, nobody do the Jeff part. Don't do the Jeff part. <laughs> oh, right, because yeah. we couldn't hear it. Yeah. Um, okay, and we got the we had the Redbird, we had the Butter Rum, 
We had the echo of a rose segueing nicely into the mist, mm-hmm. into into the mist. I'll finish. That's, that. that's the second <laughs> time we've done that. And then we had Dripfield to close the set and Dripfield to Encore. Drip, drip. We had the drip loop field. Drip, drip, drop. drip, 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 drop. drip loop, non-core field. Yeah, field. Solid. Exactly. So th- this is a good Redbird. Eyes of the Redbird. Another, I mean, look. Eyes of the yeah, bird. You're going to, hey, they, they weren't messing around with their set two openers um, or set twos in general for that matter. But uh, no. yeah, Redbird opener, it's great. I would not have, uh, I, you know, it would have been interesting when I, when we were, when we were wondering you know, when the, uh, you know, a photo of the, of the written list might come out, you know, were we going to see into cross-eyed and, and then it didn't get played and, and maybe they, they audibled to rum. Right. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't, we didn't see that obviously, but I, I, I think, uh, that would have been, that would have been bad. CCP. It's like when, Ke- it's, so it's like when Kevin, and I saw the, uh, the Cervantes show and they encored with hot, hot, hot. Uh, hot, hot, hot. <laughs> but Echo of a Rose was the written on. I thought it was Jive Lee. Oof, I thought it was Jive really. Lee. I, yeah, I think it was Jive, Jive Lee. Lee on the playlist. They were going to play it. Echo, right? But then they're not, not, not. <laughs> they're not. not. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. That's what happened. Yeah. That's, that's hey, real. That's that what happened. Facts. I've never, le- I've never left during the encore, though. <laughs> you were there. So, you were singing to Hot, 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 B. We sing a lot. You know, I got yeah, I got in the fucking so... conga line, man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely at Cervantes of all places, there was one. I guarantee it. Oh, dude, <laughs> Colorado, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, yeah. I thought I thought we had a really big. Um, you know, the thing about the eyes and the rebun stuff. You know, the the cro- the, the pre cross eyed jam that they do, and, and, and I don't know is. You know, tra- you know, traditionally, I think I think eyes is is the you know the E major seven, and yep. the uh, the Reba jam is the E flat major seven, right? This is true. And so, so I, I don't actually know what they do, what you know, what what key they're doing their normal pre cross eye jam in, but that's what this felt like to me. I mean, it, I, I was waiting. I mean, I I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you. I mean, I had into cross eyed and painless typed up. On Twitter and ready to hit send. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I wasn't going like to bring it up, but you sure. know, now that you're talking about Twitter, like I'm uh, glad you just didn't hit send on it because uh-oh. there there was some other there was oh, some. Oh man, uh, there's an geez. accounting happening right now. <laughs> Live Receipt. on the pod. oh, we've already no, we're on the next night. We've already moved on to the next. <laughs> night. <laughs> I have the receipts. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I have some receipts too from that night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've all got receipts. Oh, so man. I should have Didn't learned a lot. Hey, hey, look, shame I on me! Shame on! Me. Shame on me for not learning my lesson in DC to <laughs> to not listen to any yeah, fucking guys. You shouldn't. <laughs> you should not. The blame After, train rolling through. I'm. I'm never gonna. I'm. You know what? I'm never gonna forgive myself for calling Liza Jane as Atlas, especially because they sound checked Liza Jane a couple hours before. Like it was still not wrong. My though. finest moment. Yeah. Well, I'm also up in the mountains, and so the stream Holy moly. doesn't get to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it. the, it's the mountain internet. <laughs> As, so you know what I mean. So when you guys when you guys are texting me dripping in all caps, I'm thinking, oh shit, 
They're they're like a minute ahead of me on the stream. No, it's just drip vibes, man. <laughs> nobody nobody texted Dripfield. No, we did. We thought so it anyway. was dri- anyway, anyway. Drip vibes. Yes. Anyway. This is a, this anyway, is a really good so, second set. Keep talking about it. So anyway, so yes, yeah, so so great Redbird. Um yeah, I I really like that jam. Goose. And Goose uh, agrees. Yeah. and so um and, and and you know, it's uh you know, when we look at all all the strong Redbirds, all you know, all. I don't know where, where, where this one ranks, but you know, I think what, what, what I was thinking was I'll take a, a jam like that. Just, uh, you know, even if it is playing off of, you know, another jam or, you know, Reba or pre cross side or whatever it is, you know, I mean, I'll take that. That was a beautiful jam. I mean, it was, it was really, really good. Rum was a little bit of a surprise. Um, Turbo rum. Another, another great, yeah. Another great jam out of rum. Um, Unique. Yeah, yeah, and then and then just to wrap it up really quickly, Echo was was a was a you know a succinct version, really nice, really nice uh, transition into 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 the mist against mist, which was the which the only thing I'm going to say about this is, thank God they finished this song this time. Yes, because people for a finished mist, they 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 played five. They played missed five times at, without finishing it, uh, which, which, as I said earlier, is a it's a crime, and <laughs> we deserve. You know, we des- it just it just des- yeah, it just shouldn't be. Al- I mean, look, we need to make our voices heard. I think you know what I mean. I don't think there was enough uproar online each of the times that that, that it wasn't finished. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it, so so it's actually so the last time they finished a mist was Kansas City last November, which by the way is, is an all time, just fire, Taylor, fire version. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. so good, dude. It's, it's so good. Hey, would that be the, on someone, your spreadsheet? Uh, it is actually. Yeah. Hey, so, you know, here's the funny thing about this that we're talking about this right now. So, so in the back of my head and Rick talked about the, you know, the, the dude from Cleveland asking about auto tune, <gasps> which, you know, you know, is what it is. But in the back of my head, I'm always thinking, I hope they're not finishing mist because like Rick doesn't want to do the auto tune ending because some clowns are talking shit about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, so anyway, glad to have the ending back. Uh, Hopefully it stays. Always, always better with the ending, always better with the ending. Um, and then of course, drip field, love it. They did the, like Asheville, they left the loop going. But then this time came back and and went right back into the jam. So I got I, I gotta let goose, I gotta wrap it up because I gotta let goose out, dude. Goose the dog. <laughs> goose let the goose, goose is out, loose. I don't know if he doesn't like what I'm saying or what. If he disagrees about. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Goose Goose does not like the ending of Mist. I guess you know. Yeah, apparently. So yeah. so D D, what do you got on this set? Um, I thought a uh, great set, fun set on paper. Good Redbird, like you said, it's very positive, sort of major bass jam. My only um, sort of semi-complaint, I would say, it felt it got a little repetitive just in the nature, sort of just stayed maybe in those spaces, touched too long. Rum, though, you know, I want to talk about a critical thing. I, I sit here every time the song starts up, I admit, not very stoked, but 
each time lately for sure i, I feel rum's done a good job and this was uh, kind of a unique little version mm-hmm. it it almost had i was listening to it earlier i was wondering if anybody heard it because it felt almost kind of it got like a flow down jammy like ben picked it up and peter was on some keys i think like and it sort of had this this mile i mean they enter these spaces but it just felt different it was cool it was cool um yeah and my one of my favorite parts of the weekend is that echo into echo into mist um and yeah just just like uh, we said i mentioned earlier i mean those are two songs together we've seen echo go 30 plus you know right multiple times this year and and it obviously broken up at times or but two songs 12 minutes 13 minutes to 25 minutes total very efficient great spaces and uh yeah man I, and then drip field personally that's sort of the song I'm most excited to see this summer. I've still not been able to catch it in the last few that I caught uh, after they had debuted it, but I'm sure it'll come. I think Red Rocks is going to be the one that's just going to be blow a primal it off. banger at the rocks. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah, anyone else? Set two, good set. Well, probably my favorite set of the whole four, I would state, from the weekend as well. Personally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a really, really great set. You know, I echo what both of you have said about the Redbird. Um, Butter Rum, yeah, like super fast. Really in, you know, it's jamming more often than not now, which uh, is really cool. And I, you know, I like to see it take on more of that role instead of just being seven minutes every time. So that's cool. Um, and then Echo into Mist, you know, I think uh, with some of these segues, um, you know, the creatures into, uh, or the arrow into creatures from last summer in Denver comes to mind where they're like all poised to just drop into the song and just like, and it's perfect. And they kind of stop and start the song, uh, the segue into, and they kind of did that echo into mist here, which diminished the value, I think a little bit, uh, but it's still a really great segue, you know, some great synth from Peter and the echo jam. Um, and then Mist was rocking. This is the second time uh, they've done this recently. They did uh, Echo into Mist, same kind of segue out of the jam um, in Cleveland in March, uh, and that was oh yeah, that's right. That was a great show. Um, yeah, and then Dripfield to close the set and show. I mean, yeah, Dripfield is amazing. I absolutely love this song. Uh, love the jam that they get into. You know, once they pick it back up in the encore really great and i'm excited to see you know as the song continues to develop you know it's become this really great late second set you know i think it's it's either closed the second set or encore in all of its appearances so far if i remember correctly but i think it just it works really really well late show incredible vibe um but yeah i think best set of the uh best set of the weekend for sure kev what do you got five songs second set yeah man Mm-hmm. Uh, can't say much more than y'all already have. The butter rum, fourteen minutes, a little over fourteen minutes there. I think we're talking about them being efficient, or at least executing songs well. And I think the second set here is is pretty good example of that. Them not necessarily noodling for the sake of noodling, but just executing the songs well. I really enjoyed the second set. The drip field non-core into drip field was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, like. Being there, this set was like probably like the most like psychedelic set they did. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah. Like th- this whole entire weekend, and it it was, you know, it it was pretty awesome. Um, that Redbird was was great. 
you know, I was standing next to like one of my high school buddies at this point, I had moved like up into the stands and uh, he's like a huge deadhead. And like that red bird definitely grabbed a hold of him. And they grabbed a hold of me like that, the eyes of the world thing. Like I think a bunch of people picked up on like right away. And then like Jive was saying, it, it went into that kind of pre um, cross-eyed and painless thing that like folks like to call the Reba jam. And that was, it was awesome. It was a cool, unique Redbird, and the lights during that, my memory of it is, uh, were pretty incredible. Um, butter rum, like was, you know, it was a, it, that was a good butter rum. There's no other way to say it like that. that it was sometimes it was. that song can be like a total downer. Like they just come out and do it and you know, whatever. But, um, this one was spectacular and I thought it was really great. Uh, the echo of a rose into the mist, into into the mist to belabor this thing that we're doing uh, <laughs> was was pretty great. And it was like one of my favorite things of the whole entire weekend, if not my most favorite thing of the weekend. I think the crowd was really at this point, like completely drawn in. There were way more people in the venue at this point than there were like at any point uh, during the whole entire weekend. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. And I, I think it was like tweeting, like during it, like finish this mist, you cowards, you know, like all this stuff. And uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, that was absolutely spectacular, but like you could feel that drip field coming through that whole entire second set. And once the mist started, that's when it got like really incredibly psychedelic, which like that, like it really excites me. Like when, when goose goes out there and kind of does these very, very psychedelic things, um, because I think kind of the, the farther we get away from the Grateful Dead, the farther we get away from the idea that like psychedelia is, is the foundation of jam music, right? Or like the jam music that we know, jam bands that we know. And yeah, I just thought it was, it, it was incredible. And then kind of that drip field drone jam, like kind of non-core thing into drip field there. I mean, they're not out there like playing incredibly like exploratory improvisational jams when they're doing that. So, you know, like I think some people might say like, well, you know, like that didn't really knock my socks off, whatever. But if like you're there in the moment, it's an incredible performance. Um, and like, I, I think multiple minds were blown. It was my second time seeing Dripfield, and it, it, it felt just as awesome as the first time I saw Dripfield. And I mean, that song is incredible live. I, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Like mm -hmm. it, it's just like, you kind of like feel the drums like in your body and, and um, not to be like an incredible fluffer. Uh, Cause I am, uh, but this was special. It was like a really special moment in the weekend. And I think folks that walked out of that show, maybe who had never really seen goose before were like, this band's doing something that is truly different than what other bands are doing. And I agree with that. I, I, I think this, the, what they did with Dripfield on that night, like the, the drone jam in between, like kind of the Dripfield and the return to Dripfield was awesome. Like they weren't even on stage playing and it was awesome. Um, so I don't know. I had a hell of a time at this show. The second set was, was pretty great. And, you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking about like jams and like, which is the best jam. And I, I don't think there's anything in this set that is going to rank anywhere in terms of like jams that you would rank. But like, if you're there at a show, this one was special. It was, it was great. Indie groove psychedelia. Yeah, man. Like, and like the, do the psychedelia thing, please like uh, more and more and more. And like, I think it's, it's not just like Peter, like on the synth 
and it's not just Rick and it's not just Ben and it's not just Jeff and, and it's Her not buddy. just Trevor. They're all doing it. And I don't know. I, I, I thought it was, it was pretty spectacular. Sweet. Anyone else? Yeah. I just want to, you know, I, I think it's really interesting. Well, a lot of what Neil was saying there just about, you know, a lot of it sounds to me like kind of like, you know, there's, there's, you know, this emotional response and, and things like that, you know, and we talk about it a lot with, you know, why, why we love this band, the, that, you know, maybe we get a little bit more of an, we, we have a little bit more of an emotional response through some of the songwriting and, and things like that. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be funny. Performances too. So, yes, so sure. I guess I get, when I think about this, I think like, you know, so something like that drip field, which, which is where I think, you know, you're making an interesting point, Neil, is do you think that people seeing Goose for the first time, you know, is everybody going to have the, the emotional response to that? Or do you, do you kind of build that emotional response as you, you know, as you become familiar with the music and things like that? You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's probably different for everybody, but, but it's interesting to me, I guess, because I wonder, I, I get so much emotion out of, out of drip field, you know, like, kind of like you were describing. And I wonder, does everybody get that? Or, you know, do you have to build to that? Or, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? About I think that? everybody has to feel that, like you feel those drums. You have to feel that at like a primal level, whether you're into the band, you're not into the band, like you're gonna feel like you're going to have some just like innate bass reaction to those drums. I mean, that's, that's my feel. Sure. Sure. But then, like when when Rick sings the you know why I got to be such a soldier all the time part, yeah. like you know maybe, maybe some of, you know so so yeah so maybe there's parts where yeah that's just there's there's primal energy. Maybe there's other parts like Rick's you know soldier you, you know that that bit that's for us where where yeah you know if you just if you really if you really like the guy you know and and, and you like his stuff and you and you've sat with it you know then I feel like that just it hits it hits even harder you know what i mean and i like i, I, I like yeah. falsetto rick too so when he sings yeah. why you gotta be such a soldier it it it, so it makes it times. makes me madavan emotional <laughs> yeah. brings br- brings the bring it brings it brings the madu tears madu tag <laughs> yeah amazing amazing we got to this point kudos to you um i'll say this uh, like so to answer your question b so I was there with two people who saw their first Goose show. I was standing right beside them. And um, like right after the strip field, which was like the end of the show. So like, I mean, take a grain of salt with like, what I'm saying. Um, like I was, so I was there with like my high school buddy, like who I've seen like a million shows with. Like I was like Highgate dead with him in like 94. And, and <laughs> yeah, man, that's like flex. Hey, uh, so, uh, but like, just to give you like history, but like he turned to me and said, like, this was amazing. And I'm going to Radio City Music Hall with you. And so like, so like, like, I don't think there needs to be like a foundation there. Like I, I, I Dripfield is, is one of those tunes where like, like, it's not going to hit you like a really incredible, let's say, uh, Wisteria jam. Like, I think it hits you differently. And I, I, you know, if you've heard maybe five drip fields, maybe it gets boring after a while. No, it it doesn't. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. Like, like, like there, there's, there's no like heavy improvisation there, right? Like every time they've done drip fields so far, it's like pretty much similar to the other versions. But like, 
it, it, it hits you hard. And I, and I don't think you need to listen to a ton of goose to be hit hard by this tune. It's an incredible song. No, that's, that, no, uh, that, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that, like I said, I mean, I, I, that doesn't surprise me. You know what I mean? This it, So was this your, this was your high school buddy that you, yep. so you, you were talking about Redbird. Did you go to your high school buddy before Redbird started or like during Redbird? I left like during Empress. Oh, so your high school buddy saw you do the straight burden <laughs> video of yourself? Yeah, he was right next to me. Yeah, so he was right what, next so to me. What did he think of that is what I want to know. He probably thought I was a fucking a idiot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think most people would, right? Like it's it's one of the most like um, uh, vulnerable pos- uh, positions I'll ever put myself in. Maybe that's why um, you looked like a little nervous record. to me because you were doing that next year I oh no i was trying to get my brother to sing it and he was like he flipping me yeah, out. He won't. yeah <laughs> he's he won't. Uh, not into it so he was to my right and my buddy was to my left so like if you watch the video i'm like looking to my right like saying to my brother like you can do the rick part and he was just like no nah, fuck, fuck that bird um, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's what you're saying i was wondering what you were saying to him hey tell nate yeah, hey tell nate he doesn't get on the boat in Dylan, <laughs> if he has, if he hasn't done a straight bird, he's got a straight bird. Uh, everybody, you know you what? Right now, we're decreeing this. Everybody, if you want to get on the jive boat in Dylan, <laughs> must be record. There must it. be record of a video. You got to sing like a bird. Jive boat. Yeah. Can you? Can you? Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so that, that's yeah. So that's yeah. Jesse, have, has Jesse done it? I haven't. I don't Jesse think so. The only thing it. I've seen Jesse do is extend his middle finger to the TV. Because uh, Jesse has gotten a boat invite, maybe retract that. Yeah, can be like a, it, was a, it was a loose invite. It was uh, he's got one of those invites where it's like, ah, uh, you know, loose hey. ends invite. Make it conditional. This might a be one of those situations where we want Jesse to not shut the for fuck the out. jive boat. I hear he's going to pay <laughs> we'll extra to get it to stage. Jive boat. Well, on it. Jive. we're hoping. Yeah, we're hoping to get Peter on the boat. And then, and then we've got, yeah, do, do some straight burden on the boat. I think it'd be fun. I think Peter would love that. <laughs> lots, of har- lots of harmonies. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. Oh, shall, we, shall we talk about Boston Calling? Oh, we should. Peter, Peter do the Peter part. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, do the Jeff part. All right. Well, uh, last show of the weekend. Um, so we had, uh, this was on um, Sunday, May 29th. Boston Calling, so the festival, um, one set. So we have Born Into Hunger Site, Into Moby to open, followed by a Slow Ready with a brand new Good arrangement. Feel. We're excited to talk about that. Arcadia, White Lights, Silver Rising, and Hot Tea. Um, so yeah, you know, overall, let's say another strong festival set. Um, got a pretty straightforward, traditional Born to open probably going to, you know, it's sort of, it's the album version like we've seen, uh, but a nice segue into, into hunger site. Um, so seen that again. And then also this was the second time they've done the hunger site into Moby. So that was kind of cool. They like that obviously. And we were talking about emotion, speaking of songs with emotional responses, even a three and a half minute Moby, that song like can capture new people, you know, even if you've never seen this band. So, um, yeah. And then so, but probably the, the, the coolest part of the set for me, T being very fun and different at the end for what it was, was this new slow ready. So sort of started up um, 
we had Peter just basically out of nowhere with Rick on vocals and Peter, and then uh, kind of Jeff with a with a slow, and they had sort of like a repeating Tom um, sort of drum beat, and um, yeah, I really liked it personally. So some people were even calling it a little in your eyes. So we basically had the whole song structure without the traditional um, arrangement that we know, but then still hit the divided sky pause into the slow ready arpeggio jam. And now Ryan, would that have been on the new synth or was he still using? He's still, he's still using the, the, Nord, the, the Nord for that one. That's uh, where the, the arpeggiator one, is. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, but otherwise, I agree. It's amazing. Standard through the middle T was interesting. Yeah. Have at it boys. Yeah. Go I was going to say that, you know, I, I love opening the show with the born into hunger site using that transition that we hear on the album. You know, I think it's cool. And again, we continue to see Bourne appear in different arrangements. I'm interested to see, you know, in its next appearance, what the structure looks like. Um, Hunger Sight delivering a great jam yet again. Again, looking forward to seeing just like Dripfield looking for, and Bourne, really looking forward to seeing how these three new songs that are on the album evolve jam-wise, at least over the course of the summer. With Dripfield ending the night before. Exactly. Too sort of another oh, time they've done three in a row. <laughs> um yeah. moby killing as it does always um i really love the new slow ready arrangement i think it sounds amazing yeah, you know peter on piano instead of synths right at the beginning it kind of instead of starting with that synth swell you know spuds starts the drum beat and they go into the song piano and you've still got some synthy stuff going on in the background it was just really really nice overall and then still getting that traditional arpeggiator jam was great and yeah as you mentioned you know last four songs just high energy goose um you know showing different sides of the catalog you've got arcadia you've got peter song of white lights you've got Love you know silver rising. rising really showcasing those powerful lyrics and songwriting and then you've got a quick tea to close you know would i have rather an eight minute tumble maybe ah. hmm. maybe but yeah. i i think yeah a seven a seven and a half minute tea works really well in this closer spot. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, like the hunger site was the centerpiece of that show that had like actually like a pretty great jam in it. I, yep. I enjoyed the yep. hell out of that. Yep. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, Moby after that, like, you know, I guess if you want to hear Moby, just go see goose play at festival. Yeah. Huh. Awesome. Like play it everywhere. And like, Hey, you know, if hunger site Moby becomes like a thing, like, like where they play Moby with okay hunger with site, like <laughs> I love hunger site even more. Um, and oh, yeah. uh, slow ready arrangement, like cool and different. I don't know if I, like I'm on the the whole train of like this is the best slow ready that they've got, but like it's well, it was awesome. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm still team slow ready. <laughs> it might yeah. be the best since um, Legend Valley, though. How about that? Oh yeah, how about that? Okay. Yeah, and like Arcadia was good, and like that one should be in every festival set. Like they can play a compact Arcadia. That sounds great. And this one sounded great. Everyone loves um, it too. Yep, yep. The, you know, hot tea in that show, that might be the hot tea that I want um, more than the hot tea that closed the first set night one. It, it just, it's a rager. It, and like, you know, every, every band should have like a rager tune and like, it doesn't have to be 20 minutes. It's a hell of a well, song. Let's just say it couldn't be 20 um, minutes because they ran out of time. Yes. Well, right. And, and like, I liked it the way that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I was like, you know, referring to when I was talking about like hot tea, we were talking about the, you know, in, in Westville. Yeah. It, it, 
this was spectacular. Um, and it, in terms of like how festival sets go, like, and you want to kind of talk about like what Goose should do when they do a festival set. I think this is it. I think this is the new gold standard of like Goose doing a festival set. Oh, yeah, 420 was, yep. yeah, it was awesome. Um, like 420 was great, but like this, like, I think yeah, you got a bunch of new stuff, like stuff that's going to be on the new album, plus tunes that like kind of like showcase Rick's voice, which I think is necessary. The, this is an Arcadia. Yeah, and like and in Arcadia, like and then like White Lights, which is like a Peter tune. Like I think they they checked all the boxes, and like I think this is a great festival set. So, yeah, I mean, you know, four twenty was forty minutes longer. So, so you know, I I don't I don't know if there's one you know kind of out of the box template for a quote unquote festival set because you know sometimes you've got two sets, you know, like like at Suwanee. You know, sometimes yep. you've got a little over an hour, you know, and sometimes like at 420, you've got, you know, almost a two hour spot. So, so, so yeah, I, I mean, look, obviously I had, I had, I had no problems with, with how they handled uh, 420 or Boston calling. I mean, I, I think, I think both of those, th- those are really good. And, you know, for, as far as Boston calling goes, yeah, I mean, the hunger site, that was what I was most psyched about. Just a ton of energy. Just, you know, I think Philly had such a sick jam. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that version, you know, is my favorite kind of, you know, from, from me, from an improv perspective, I guess I'd say, but this one, Ooh, this is just fire. You know what I mean? It was just, just a real high, high energy version. Loved it. Born hunger site, Moby. Yeah. Talking about emotions. That's emotional. I almost thought I was almost surprised at how emotional that, that was for that crowd. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to see yep. Metallica fans crying, you know what I mean. I don't want to Mobile see Goose fans. I don't want to see Goose fans crying. To be honest with you, but, <laughs> but yeah, and and I, I dig this already. I mean, and and sorry if if, uh, if if somebody's already mentioned this, but yeah, I mean, I guess we're all assuming that that's kind of that kind of you know a take on the album version, and yeah. Um, so just continuing to look forward, you know, we're, we're I guess less than three weeks away now from that from that album dropping. So. Um, you know, really, really looking forward to to hearing the rest the rest of the songs um, that we haven't uh, gotten a peek at yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Short Arcadia, White Lights, Silver Rising. Yeah, you know, you talk about Moby being the the festival um, track, but Silver Rising has too. And yeah, love love seeing that. And if and if we want to interpret this as a like a vote of confidence from them in that song to, to play it in those spots, you know, but I don't know, maybe, maybe that, that's a, maybe that's a good way to interpret it. Maybe not, but I, I like it. You know what I mean? I, I, I like to think that that's one of those new, newer songs that, um, you know, that's not, that's not the rager of, you know, pancakes or, you know, the, the big jam, you know, with Redbird and all that, but, but yeah, that just like California magic. I mean, I just, I just love, I love Silver Rising so much as well, and and I love that they're, you know, that they haven't given it the Atlas Dogs treatment. You know what I mean? So, and then yeah, short T closer, boom, yeah, yeah, do it. We're fine with that. Let's go. And where, I want to quickly where, where is shout Atlas out. Dogs? I want I want to quickly shout out friend of the pod John Caruso, uh, who gave us a fantastic live stream of yep. the bulk of this. Set. Oh hell yeah, man! Thank Thanks, you, John. John. Big shout. Thank make you. Sure, big shout. Make sure you grab an El Goose Times. Um, at yep. shows this summer, I hear the guy that writes tour reviews is pretty cool. Mm. Well, I only wrote yeah. one. 
<laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, but no, for real. Like um, what John's doing is great. Uh, yeah. Anyone else have anything to say on this Boston Calling set? No, I had a good good festival set. I think overall now that's three uh, with Beale Street, which probably you know this was better. I, I think for sure, but more so that. I feel like they found a pretty successful blend already, which mm-hmm. is good, you know. So long may it continue, especially for one like Bonnaroo coming up, which is more of a late night, and hopefully we'll see a little bit more of an actual jammed out, you know, full on dance party festival style set. I'm so, still looking for yeah. that massive tumble into a massive Moby. It's my dream. Big creatures coming. Yeah. Big creatures too, coming sure. that night. Yeah. So before we wrap up the episode, I do want to you know take an opportunity to bring up a topic that I think we've been discussing a lot recently. And you know we mentioned earlier that Neil posted on Twitter about some songs that have abnormally large show gaps right now. And, you know that kind of speaks to uh, their changing approach to writing set lists and keeping different songs in the rotation. And I know one that sticks out to me a lot as missing is Jive 2, which is currently on, I believe, a 12-show gap um, as of Thursday, yes, June 2nd. You know, this is a really, really long gap for the song, and I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't seen it since Nashville. I'm really hoping that it pops up again soon, uh, both for me wanting to hear the song and for my fantasy goose. Um, but also, you know, we've, we've mentioned Atlas dogs a couple of times, which has also been missing since Nashville. You know, that's a song that we love. I think all five of us really love that song and I, I, I hope it comes back again. And, you know, there are a handful of other live staples that have been out of the rotation for uh, a little bit, which is interesting. We got no jives out of the three shows that we just got done recovering and reviewing. That's true. Jives, no jives. Yeah, and, and that's surprising, right? And like, odd in Connecticut, I would think too, a little bit. Yeah how how yep. often the Will Tony and Jive. how often do we go three shows without a jive? Like, well, I think like probably reasonably often, but not more than no five, one, no two, you know? no three, no Lee. Right. Well, there is no three, three either. You know, <laughs> I'd like to hear that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, yeah, for me, like it's 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 Atlas Dogs, right? Like it, I, I hope that one comes back because it's a hell of a song. Yeah. And it's like a hell of a new song. And like, I wish they would play it more. You know, we heard like a really excellent version in Portland. Portland. Yep. Yeah. And like, you know, when I heard that Portland version, I was like, this tune is going to be like a really special song for them. And they played it at Goosebumps. And yes, they did. I think the Portland version, though, was like really kind of indicative of where that song can mm-hmm. go. Um, I mean, that was an absolute heater of a song. I mean, there's some that like you would expect there to be like huge gaps for, like, Doobie, like, you know, there's big gaps. I, mean, I think a 16-show gap for Doobie is, like, a really long time for them not Your to play Ocean, it. too. Um, yeah, and, like, a 16-show gap for Your Ocean, um, you know, but that was on the set list, right? So they were at least thinking about playing that yeah. one. I was expecting a Doobie in New Haven. I'm sure you got I one. really was. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple. Uh, and... Uh, so yeah, and then Elizabeth fourteen fourteen shows like Elizabeth Western is a, Sun a, also know. fourteen shows. We haven't seen either of those songs since Charlotte. Yeah. Well, so Western Sun I feel like has like gone into this category of like tunes that like they view as special and like maybe they don't want to play so often. And I think you know Elmeg sits in not the same category, but like a similar category in terms of like they're holding on to that one. Yeah, as far as the Western Sun goes, you know it was played last year. Only seven times. Right. 
Um, it's only been played three times this year. But before that seven, I mean, it, it, it had never been played more than five times. So, I mean, there's this limited data, uh, you know, available, but it, it's never been... I'm less. I guess I'm saying I'm less surprised with that one than like you know the Jive Two and and some of the others, um, just because right. it, it it actually doesn't get played a ton, and shouldn't as much. I think it makes it special too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. Yeah, I, yeah I'm just. It, it's it's the Jive that's that's curious because you look at something like just for, you know, maybe a little bit closer to apples to apples, you had from last year, Hot T got twelve plays. And Jive Two and Jive Lee got twelve plays. Right. This year, Hot T's on eight and Jive Two's on four. So you know, for a song that was played the same amount of times last year, it's it's at a fifty percent clip right now. So that so that's pretty interesting to me. And then you also just look at some of the other songs that that haven't really you know seen a seen much of a decrease. And you know, everybody's gonna just have their favorite songs and whatever. But stuff something like Jive Two. I mean that 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 seems like kind of a crowd like a crowd favorite. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you never know. I mean, you know, just look, I mean, somebody might get bored with something and, and they just want to, you know, they just want to leave it off. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, we're getting to the point where, you know, if, if they play electric Avenue more than jive too, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to write a letter. You know what I mean? Are you going to flip a table? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real. Like, I mean, there are a bunch of songs that like, I think folks like hope they would play more often. Right. And I think Jive 2, well, I mean, they historically have played them, played that one more often. Like, I think Doc Brown used to get, like, a lot more plays. So it's, like, at an 11-show sure, gap yeah. at this point. I miss mm-hmm. Doc. Um, and, like, Dark Horse, like, I think, you know, it came back after an incredibly long gap, right? And then I, I think we all thought it would be, like, kind of part of the catalog, and that's also at 11. Life back on the shelf. Yeah. Like, Western Sun is one I, I'd like to see come back, like, real soon. And, like, I wouldn't be shocked if you see it in either Vermont or at Art Park or at um, the the two shows, the dual shows, um, as it were, at uh, Thornville. And, but, I, and I, I'm like, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, also, Neil, we were just talking about that, uh, you know, because I did want to kind of tie it back to, um, you know, at least that New Haven, you know, night, night two first set as it kind of, you know, fits in here. And it's interesting when I think about Turn Clouds because um, eight plays is the, you know, is 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 the top right now. Yep. And there's a number of songs on eight plays for the year. All, all pretty much all the new songs: Silver Rising, Redbird, Pancakes, Rockdale's on eight, Hot Tea's on eight, um, Echoes on eight, Darkness is on eight, uh, Born's on eight. So so those songs are all on eight plays. Turn Clouds is on seven plays. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's just really interesting when you look at, you know, all the other songs, you know, on like Jive 2 on four, you know, all these other songs that that, that are on lower plays. So, so that one's interesting to me. Turn Clouds is, seems to be, um, and that one surprised me even too. I, I, you know, if you would have said, is, is Turn Clouds, you know, up there at the top for, you know, songs played this year. I, I, I wouldn't, I probably would have said nah. Um, so anyway. Yeah. Great. You know, a lot of interesting gaps. At the end of the day, there's so much new material over the last two years that something has to give, right? Yeah. It's going to create those natural, I mean, and we, we talk about some other songs that maybe get played a little too much. I think 
uh, not many on this list that, that you pointed out, Neil, of course, were some that I would say, but maybe so, you know, maybe like an Elizabeth or something. And that's one that doesn't need to show up. I think they could be shortened a little bit, but some others could probably be put on the shelf a little bit longer, have a life on the shelf. Maybe, you know, um, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know who, nope. who said this. I, I forget who said this and like, I uh, forgive me for not remembering. Um, I won't. But like somebody was saying that the festival sets kind of like ha- have interrupted like kind of some songs that kind of might have showed up more often. And I, I think there's some truth to that. You know, we've got three festival sets, right? Three? Yeah, yeah. three that have kind of come in here and like they're going to go out there and obviously play like their more familiar tunes. So like, you know, if you see like a song like Western Sun Slip or like Elizabeth Slip, like that makes sense. But yeah, there's still some like really big ones out there though, right? Like um, like Labyrinth is at 27 and Elmig's at 27. And like, that's huge. That's like a really, really long time to not play those songs. So it'll be interesting to see when those ones come out. Yeah. And I mean, Labyrinth's only been played once. Elmig's only been played once. You know, Loose Ends only been played once. What's going on, guys? Come on. Electric Avenue. Oh, three plays. Out in the streets, there is violence. And the thing is, loose ends. I mean, you can't play loose ends all the time. You know what I mean? Because it's 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 kind of uh, you know, like. And you'd say the same thing about Elmeg. You know what I mean? And, and and Factory. You know, I mean, all those are kind of songs where it's like, I mean, yeah. I mean, you get, it's good that they don't get played that often. I, I think we all want that. You know what I mean? We want them to be more rare. I I think Electric Avenue should be more rare. Yep. Yeah, and you know, we haven't seen the way it is since the end of January. Would love to see that come back. Was that New Orleans? Um, no, New Orleans was in the fall. Uh, the way it is was played in LA in January. Are we doing mail oh, sack? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, oh, now that you we? mention it, hmm. we should do good. the mail sack. Yeah. Can, can I do a great a good thinking? Okay. I want to lead off. Can I lead off for mail Absolutely. sack? Absolutely. Oh, hell yeah. So, in. Uh, Wait, does that, did, you, did someone email me the mail sack? I don't okay. think anybody did, but I'm just, I have the tweet up right now. So I, I'm I'm just going to go off of that. The always almost there uh, mail sack invitational here, and our one of our very own Neil is is, is somebody that I want to address tonight, who wrote uh, oh, yeah. that the AAT pod is not a safe space <laughs> to to, sh- <laughs> oh, to share such feelings. Yeah, here we go. And, and, and to be honest with you, I would like to address that directly in saying that it seems the AAT pod is much more of a safe space than the group chat. So. <laughs> I think it's fair. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. fair. Anything goes in the group chat. It's true. Uh, you can be whoever you want. <laughs> okay. Oh, you can be whatever you like. <laughs> okay. And I well, also, since there's a, a awkward pause here, Brendan, <laughs> who accused me of not being prepared last time, uh, as everybody else is is scrambling. Uh, to find some material to talk about after this, I was indeed prepared this time. There you go. Okay. Well, speaking yeah, of shout out speaking of Brendan, I will. Uh, he's got a, a nice contribution to the mail sack. Here was the seekers in Ooh. homage to the greatest woman on earth at Rebecca underscore Landor's proposal ended with a granted request of seekers. Coincidence? I doubt it. At Peter underscore Onspock knows what's up. Shout out to Brendan and Becca. This proposal. Shout out to Brendan and Becca who got engaged at the first night of Westville in 2021. 
with that Seekers getting played again on the first night of Westville in the first set this year. Shout out to them. Yeah, Very lovely yeah, people. De- yeah, yeah. You know, and, and yeah, it's definitely. funny. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Brendan. It was already on my mind. I mean, heading into the weekend, I was – you know, I was, I was thinking about going big. I, I was thinking about going big on fantasy goose <laughs> because I've, of how, you know, kind of confident I felt. I mean, I was feeling those vibes still, you know what I mean? It's, it's the goat goose proposal, hundred percent. you know, uh, spuds is right up there. I mean, he's right up there, but, but, but this is the goat for sure. And we both, uh, B, uh, we both up at the Aggie back in December, 2019, we saw a proposal there. Tied for third. Yeah, so I mean, this isn't yeah, even. All the others are tied for third. This isn't even our first proposal that we've seen at a goose show. So no, nope. it's a, it's just such a beautiful moment. I mean, we talk a lot about crying at shows and 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 things like that. <laughs> but yeah, th- this is it's a beautiful moment, and I kind of felt like yeah, I mean, it's like it was like the anniversary of it. So yeah, of course they played Seekers again. I mean, of course, of course. It's my eight pointer. All right, yep. who's up next? Uh, well, like as. As long as we're on the topic of be done, he asked us to rank the four Westville shows. Oh, and I, I've got rankings mm-hmm. here. God damn it! You're um, prepared. If you want me to start, well, this is, like I'm this putting sounds it like, this sounds oh, I can do it off the cuff. I can give you something oh, yeah, yeah, for on. sure. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. You got it. Oh no, the I didn't want it. Yours. Okay, she no, needs well, to I was going to say, first. yeah, I didn't. Well, you I didn't first. <laughs> no, I didn't see this. I, I I didn't see that that tweet, so I, I hadn't looked at it. But I mean. I think for me, it would be probably night two of this year, night one of this year, and then night two of last year, and then night one of last year. That'd be my order. Even though the proposal was great, the show wasn't. I'm not ranking proposals, though. See, that's the thing. I mean, I I already, I I just ranked proposals. We just got done ranking proposals. (laughs) (laughs) What are we, Chop? Amazing. That's a tier Um, two proposal, right? Okay. Huge gap. Yeah, I, I think what what floats June thirteenth of of uh, last year uh, is uh, the time to flee, which I think was like a pretty yeah. pretty. Decent well, well, that time was the closest flee. thing from either of the shows to making the jam of the year bracket last year. So points for right, that. and then tribute to gold to start the show. Um, Goose should play tribute to gold more often. Agreed. Um, it was awesome, but I, I think these two shows. Um, from 2022 are are the better two shows out of the the four that have been played at Westville for sure. So I'll there jump in and rank them real quick. The top show for me is the one that uh, Rebecca and Brendan got engaged at, and you know Ooh. to borrow from uh, Chop, huge gap. The other three shows. Next. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm gonna go night two this year, night one this year, night two last year, and night one last year. I'm I'm in the exact same. Uh, what about? All right, I got a good uh, nugsack. Oh, a nugsack to Ooh. Adam. We we, we yeah. were we were talking a little bit about this uh, before recording. Uh, whether we want to make this a whole new segment or just incorporate it into the mail sack. Let us know if you think nugsack should be yeah, a regular thing. We have a lot. Thing. We have a lot of mail sack submissions. So thank you to everybody who submitted. We will consider all sacks. So. We have a comment from Reba, great Reba jam coming out of Redbird. And then certified hood classic writes, what a great time. The sun comes out, the crew gets lit. No BS. The staff were all fantastic at the bowl. Every one of them. 
The songs were all absolutely perfect. Quality news? Question mark. Rain sticks? Drip prize? Heater. No cap, y'all. Very, very no eloquently put. I'm going to say true. <laughs> yeah. D. Was that a Nugs? That was a Nugs. That was a Nugs sack. Nugsack. Okay, that, so that was a Nugs review for those out there <laughs> yep. wondering. AKA the Nugsack. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to the Nugsack. Um, remember to follow us on Twitter at AAT GoosePod for uh, nail sack contributions for Ooh. upcoming episodes. Oh, wait. I got an even okay, better one. Okay, hit us with it. From Boston <laughs> Calling. All right. What's with the hate? I get Goose might not be everyone's thing. Why do people always complain about their style? If you don't like them, they're not for you. Move on. Do these folks go to Justin Bieber pages on YouTube and complain <laughs> about him? It's like people, I mean, I do. The, it's I mean, like I do. people the music wasn't made for you. Anywho, if you like Goose, this wasn't a bad set, other than a little short. And this is about Boston Calling now, pardon. By the way, I liked that slow ready. Reminded me of when Tool did push it. Haven't heard Tool do push it. Uh, but I like when bands evolve and play different versions of the same songs. Yes. Push it. But yep. I agree. I mean, I think there's something to be said. It's We've noticed probably, right, as the band, uh, and being serious, the band you know, continues to grow um, and, and, and gains a larger following. They're going to uh, attract more disdain as well in the process. And with uh, social media we have nowadays, especially Facebook and Twitter, it's just rampant. So, Why are you going to yeah, be I mean, such a hater all the time? Exactly. No, <laughs> Why are you going to be such a hater? Okay, I got a couple of mail sack. I, I want to get. I, I, I definitely yeah. want to get through some more some more mail sacks here. Let's get a couple um, more in. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just do a quick, a couple quick, true false ones. So Zach at Z W W W W W P. Is that too many W's? <laughs> I think it's like four. He said, three W's in a he said people for completing missed every time. Every yes. time. I mean, I, this is, I guess, it's not really true false. It's just I'm, I'm going to raise my yeah, hand. Yeah, like I, I think all five of us those agree. people. Is he raising yeah. money? Because I'll send some. <laughs> With those, I, yeah, he, well, he said to send it to me, and then I'll get it. I'll make sure you're an the intermediary, right people, so. and you'll yeah, okay. pretty much. You yeah, take I mean, like point two uh, cents <laughs> in every <laughs> transaction. <laughs> Someone saw office space, and then uh, okay, and then we had uh, we did have a uh, we did have a mail sack submission from a famous person, Josh Landis checkmark at Josh Landis W A M C. He said, "Verified that Saturday drip field into drip field was one for the ages." True. I'm gonna say true. True. It, it, you're yeah, you're true. hitting all the points here. True. And I say and I say till the next one. Yeah. All right. Um. And just before we close out the mail sack, another uh, shout out to friend of the pod, Micah Atkin. Um, we are very proud of you for staying up for three full shows. Three full shows. For those of you who don't know, Micah is usually asleep at set break. Three full shows, and she tweeted one of the set lists. It's true. And 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 she called the song. Did, are there receipt tweets? Are there from late <laughs> in the night? I mean, she texted the set list towards the end, so somebody theoretically could have taken her phone. But I I, I think she made it. She's usually not ashamed about admitting when she falls asleep. So she's she's good like that. Yeah, yeah. she's shout out Micah. All right. Well, yeah, another shout out to Micah. Well, I believe that brings us to the end of this episode. 
you know, I think we once again have found a way to talk for a really long time about a really small number of shows, and I'm very proud of us. <laughs> we had we yeah, had other we had other important topics. Oh, everything is important uh, tonight. You know, we well, had so many shoutouts. We had so many shoutouts. I mean, maybe hopefully the next group run of shows will have more live streams that are official, and we won't have to give so many shoutouts. Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to Goose, and also, I mean, at, at the time of recording. Today is Coach's birthday, so happy birthday, Coach! Yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. yeah, happy birthday, Coach! And yeah, if uh, if any of you out there are going to be at Art Park, please uh, come say hi. I will be there. I know uh, Meal will be in Vermont, Legend Valley, and in Indy. Correct? Jive Goose loves yep. you. And Legend Valley and D will be at Legend yep. Valley. As will D. Um, but most of and, us, most of us, and Indy will be out in Red Rocks. Yes, and, but that's not Dallin. that's not in the upcoming week. Yeah, but we are going to do a special. We're going to do a special episode um, leading up to Dylan and Red Rocks. Um, Stay tuned for more information yeah, on that coming this summer. Yeah, yeah. Special shows deserve a special episode. Yes, but I was going to say I, I will be. Back in the cards. I will be debuting the Straight Burdens uh, stickers that I have uh, at Art Park. Come find me, and I will give you one. How much are those? Mm. Those are free. Free fitty. Free fitty. Those are the fuck free out of here. Okay. A Chris Pie Five will be accepted, um, but it is not mandatory. Chris Pie Five, give Ryan yeah. a big hug. I would also accept hugs. So yeah, um, we hope to see flick you. It, flick him in the nuts. Okay, <laughs> do not do that, guys. Do All right, that. uh, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode of Always Almost There. Thank Jesus you, everybody, me. for listening. We hope you have a fantastic time. Uh, Enjoy these upcoming shows, and we will see you again very soon. See you later. Holla. Or we will see you on another time. Good night. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. 
We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.